Welcome to the Greatest Choice Podcast. Challenging you to make greater choices and get married. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Greatest Choice Podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm your host Victor, and I'm here with my brothers Nilto, Yo, Rodrigo, hey. and Gay. Hey yo! So as you probably heard, we're gonna challenge you today about marriage. Okay, so we're gonna talk about um, the difference we talked about dating last week, and now we're gonna talk into the next step, which dating should lead to marriage, right? So yes, uh, we're gonna bring a little bit of perspective. Uh, Nilto and I are married. Gabe is engaged. Rodrigo is dating. So they're going to ask us some questions. Burning with desire over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would be interesting. I think it's a nice transition from dating. And, I mean, again, I'm not going to break the tradition here. Nilto, you've been married for, what, almost a decade now? Dude, 2014, so yeah, almost, almost a, decade. a decade. Wow, yeah. wow congratulations. Thank you. Hey, you're already beating the odds. Right. <laughs> yeah, I meant to look at the statistics, but I'm probably way ahead oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's the first, uh, 80% of marriages end after the first two years. Wow. I didn't yes. know it was that high. Dang. That's incredible. Congrats, man. You just got well, you're know. in your third I, year. I know. I'm, a, yeah, I'm, I'm a two and a half. Let's, let's get it to three. Yeah, let's get it to three. Oh, uh, you deserve a clap too, though. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Awesome. So, Nuto, talk to us. Marriage. <sighs> marriage, man. It's the holy matrimony, right? It's... Um, the foundation of society, the foundation of the church. Uh, I used to be the, my first official job that I actually got paid. I was a church secretary for our church. And for a long time, I was dealing with the, the library. So I'd bring in like the books. I would do the, the sales after service. So people wanted to buy CDs and stuff. And I always had to kind of keep it in order. And there was this one book that always stood out to me. I never really, I never read it because at the time I was too young. But the name of the book was uh, Strong Families, Strong Churches. And that always kind of resonated with me that it's like the, 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 the foundation of a church is a family. And you kind of start a family yeah. with marriage. And I think to me, obviously, it'll, it'll play differently to different people. But from a very young age, I always looked at dating as what we talked about, like, if I'm going to get into a relationship dating, my goal is to marry. And very early on, I kind of made that decision that it was that Katie, my long time girlfriend, was going to be my wife. And I'm sure we're going to go into more details and as we progress with the conversation. But in my case, I got married young. I think I was about 23, 24. And I was not as prepared as I thought it was. I think that's probably the, the the biggest shock that I had was that because we dated for so long and I thought that I was like this mature guy, like different from other people that were like in the dating world just to kind of like pass the time. I was always very intentional about dating. So I thought that that was going to make me more um, focused and more ready for it, but I was not. Well, do you feel like um, there's a point in your life where you are fully ready to get married. Like, is that a thing? Never, never. You, you'll never know that you're ready to get married. You'll never know when you're ready to be a father, which was another kind of phase that I'm already going through. 
So there's never really that point, and I think we, we touched up on it on the last episode, that it, it takes kind of that leap of faith for you to make that decision. But I think as, as much as you may think that you're kind of like well-equipped, at least, to, to, to get married, the, the, the transition and the, I wouldn't say problems, but the, the, the circumstances that you deal with now that you're living with this person is very different, and there's nothing really that can prepare you 100% for it. Obviously, you can be more well-rounded and know that person well. That transition is smoother, but there's always going to be this well, transition phase. Imagine this. You go to college for four years, and then you go, you get a master's degree, and then you go to your job. You don't know anything. Like, when you actually go work. <laughs> yeah. how about, uh, wait, how about you, man? Because you've been, you've actually. Yeah, so that's the point I'm trying to make, right? So, uh, how was it for you? You go to school for five years, and then you start your job. You don't know anything. It's like dating. Like, you, you, dating is just like a practice. There's, it's like there's it's nothing a, it's that can that can transition over from my I mean, it's not, my it's not that nothing can transition over, but you you, you kind of know the basics, but you don't fully know somebody until you actually live with them. Mm. Uh, I think, especially for guys, <laughs> I'll tell you this: Marianne is probably gonna hate me for saying this. Um, it's okay, babe. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, so, when Marianne had some. Times, you know, during the month that she would, you know, her mood would kind of swing a little bit. So for a week when I was dating, I would be like, babe, I have a lot of things to do for school. <laughs> I won't be able to see you this week. <laughs> you know? You just dipped out for a week, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run away <laughs> when you're married. So how was that when you got married? You can't do that. And that was a problem. I mean, you had to deal with it. And then uh, the second thing is when you fight, when you're dating, you know, you each go to your house, you got time to cool off. But when you're married, you gotta you gotta go to the same bed, man. Like <laughs> you gotta go back to it. Like, yep. So and I think what Nilto said is such a valid point, man, because that was exactly what happened to me, man. I got married and then I was like, dude, I was not ready for this. It was hard. Um every it seemed like no matter what I did I wouldn't be able to resolve the problems that we that would arise. Like, and everything would turn into this huge storm. Like, a a small fight would take this enormous proportions, and it's lack of maturity for us guys. I think we all all men think they know women. They you do not know a woman if you're not married, because you need to understand a very basic principle that. You, we're two completely different beings and motivations are different for each one of us. And I think that for me uh, was the hardest thing because sexually, for example, right? All Mariana had to do is walk in front of me. like, all right, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's That's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. Yeah. But then for her, like it's a whole process. You know, and, and they appreciate these simple things in life. And I'm like, and it's crazy because I'm like, Okay, you. I can go buy flowers for you if you want. I don't know. Like, what do you want? But, dude, it's just like we were talking about it, about opening the door for her to get into the car. Um, you know, bringing, I don't know, a, a candy for her. I don't know. Simple things. And I didn't do it in the beginning because I didn't do it while we were dating. And it was fine, right? And Mariana actually had to go and, like, go out of her way buy books for us, try to make me more emotional because, you know, you guys all know me. I'm not very emotional. So um, so it's hard. So it, it, I learned, but also, 
and it's very worth mentioning. Things only get be- only got better for me once I started getting close to Jesus. Because there's a lot, like, remember, because marriage is the foundation of society and it's the foundation, it's one of the most important important pillars at church, the devil doesn't want it to work. Exactly. So you can try to rationalize it. You can try to read all the books you want about, you know, the psychology of marriage. But if you don't really, you know, bring Jesus into the relationship and make sure that God is the the foundation of your relationship, it's never going to work. That's the truth. And it it took me quite a long time as well to to kind of figure that out because we we tend to think that we're self-sufficient and that we can figure stuff out on our own. And it's a constant struggle. And I I can remember because, I mean, I've been been married for 2014, so nine years, almost ten. But me and Katie dated for six years, and we were engaged for two. So we had a long time for us to kind of get acquainted, get to know each other, and know about each other's faults. So we feel like, all right, I know this person well enough that there's nothing really that's going to surprise me when we get married. But nothing's further from the truth because, like he said, when you're living together, there's a different dimension of the level of intimacy and the relationship that you, you now have. And for a long time, I think I didn't give God enough room in my marriage. And we tried many times to kind of figure stuff out our own way. And the crazy thing is that the problems never go away. Like, you try to fix it. Not fully. You rationalize, and then you kind of, like, decide that it's okay. And you kind of go your own way, and then things are good again. But it's bound to come up again. And then it comes up again and again and again. And what ends up happening is that the problem ends up becoming worse because you start to build up resentment because there's something that wasn't solved the way that it should have been in the beginning. So emotionally speaking, it takes a toll. So if you start off right having God in the relationship from the very beginning, it, it, it saves you tons of trouble. Yeah. So when we talk about the preparation of going into a marriage, when you already have that foundation that God is the center of your marriage and you're always going to kind of defer to him to figure stuff out, then you're definitely putting yourself in the, in the right path. Now I have a question. For the both of you guys who are married. Sure. Um, one thing that me dating Giovanna for a little over a year now, one thing that I hear a lot, and it kind of makes me iffy on this whole marriage situation, is that things, everybody kind of looks back to their dating life and they're like, oh, yeah, dating was such a breeze. It was so much fun. It was way happier than it is right now. And then they're like kind of comparing their dating life to their marriage life. And I'm like, dude, I don't want that for myself. Like, I don't want. You know, there's a lot of things about marriage that I do want for my life. But isn't that, I mean? isn't, isn't that for everything in life? Like, think about it this way. If you are an intern at a job that you really want, okay, you're seeking that job. It's not yours yet. You're trying to convince everybody there that you're good. You're trying to show that you're the best possible at that position so somebody can hire you, right? Yeah. Then when you get hired... Now it becomes a job. You no longer have to prove yourself technically because you're already there. And that's when the problem happens in marriage. So when I got, before I got married, I was always trying to impress Mariana, right? Like, hey, let me take you out. Let me spoil you a little bit. Then you get married. And if you don't keep that trial going, if you don't keep trying to uh, earn that person's love every single day, and I didn't in the beginning, that's when it becomes that challenging 
because you 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 get into the comfort zone. Right. And we can translate that for every single area of our life. And so when you're dating, yes, it's a commit it's a commitment that you have with another person, but when you get married it's a completely different level. Yeah. And well, here's the thing, things change spiritually too in your life when you get married. And when you talk about marriage too, and I think that's where kind of like the the reasoning behind the divorce rates being so high is that people want their marriage to be like their dating life. And then as as soon as it isn't, they skip out because that there's that lack of commitment that it's like I've made the decision that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And I think maybe for Victor, not as much because he's kind of like early on. But I can say for myself, I've been married for almost 10 years. And it's it's true. Like, I I love my wife. But that love, that passion that you feel while you're dating, it's it's different. And you have to make a commitment to keep that passion alive. Because if you don't, like he said, you're just kind of, you, you, you earned it, right? You put the ring on it, you're married now, and now it, it takes actual action. It doesn't come naturally that you're going to be like super attracted or physically active and, and, and wanting to, to go out on dates and buying flowers. Like that stuff tends to kind of die out. So you have to make a conscious effort that it's like, this is my wife. I'm supposed to love her. And, bro, this is the, the verse that, like, it's it's scary. I'm supposed to love my wife, like? The same way Christ loves his church. Yeah. So the the standard, bro, is very high. Yeah. So do if you, you, Real quick. Yeah. Do you believe love is a choice? I do. Yeah. You, it's, a, it's, a con- it's a continuous choice. You have to choose to, to love. And it's not just saying it because you have to choose to to act on that love. It's not just a matter of saying, like, yeah, I love God. But okay, what am I doing to show that love to God? And it's the same thing with your wife. That relationship that you can you can draw the comparison that my relationship with my wife should be the same as Jesus and the church. Jesus gave his life to the church. So like that He died. The, he died. Yeah. yeah. So the, the level of commitment that you need to have to your wife, it, it's as it's the highest that it can be. So I think I just uh, one quick. Uh, I just researched something because I, I said that eighty percent of marriages end in divorce. So fifty-one percent of all marriages end in divorce. Eighty percent of second marriages end in divorce. Mm. Wow. Okay. So I um I wanted to just retract and correct that. So fifty-one percent of all marriages, right? And then um forty-one percent. If you get married to one person, right, and you never get married again, the chances are that forty-one percent of those people will end up in divorce. But if you go and try to get married a second time, eighty percent of the time could result doesn't work out. Doesn't work out, and it's pretty clear to see why. Because when people decide to get divorced, is because they've made the decision that that person isn't right for them. And then what's going to change on the next one? Because you're always going to find faults in people. Yeah. So that's why there's this commitment that it's like despite your flaws and not their fault, but your flaws as well. So that person has to make that commitment that regardless of your flaws. I choose to love you every day, and we're going to make this work, and we're going to start for, a family. For so gi- Forgiveness takes a whole different Oh, man. There, yeah, there's it's now, a whole. Here's a, also another question that I have for you, because you, you, you said, like, I choose to love my wife every single day. Right. Right, but I think, you know, how us men express love and mm-hmm. how women, like your wife right. or your wife receives love is very different. Yes. So how do you guys handle those problems when – your form of love and and um is like I'm gonna work 
24-7 as much as I can and try to make as much money as soon as possible so I can retire oh, my dude, wife. I, I mess up all the time. But what do you do when she doesn't feel loved and when when you're working for her to be able to feel loved? This is why it's important for you to choose a great wife because that's a flaw I have. Like Mariana knows. Like she she kind of calls me out. You know, she is the one that, you know, she comes up with a strategy. She's like, all right, I know you're busy, but twice a week, twice a month, we're going to go out for a date. You know, she researches, she, she listens to podcasts about it, and then she brings it to our, our relationship, you know, because she understands that right now I am, it's not that I'm not prioritizing our relationship, but because my plate is so full, she takes, she helps us make sure that we don't lose the essence of our marriage, right? Um, but I think it goes by complementing each other. Um, I I suck in that regard, and I'm not afraid to admit it. But that's where she comes in, and I have to make an effort to do well because I'm not going to miss certain things that she will. And that's what I told Mariana. In the beginning, she would stay quiet about it. And I was like, babe, if you don't tell me what you need, I don't know. Because I never... I was ever married before. This is new to me too, man. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I don't know. And I think that's the, the essence of it that Victor mentioned. And I think we hear this all the time. And I think that it's very true. I don't think that it's like the most essential thing. But communication is key and it goes a long way. Because I think it was also a lack of a maturity on our end in the beginning that there were certain things that kind of threw me off about Katie when we were, got married. And the same thing, like things that I did that she didn't like, but that she kept it to herself. She didn't bring it to the table for us to actually address it and for me to be aware, like, oh, this is something, this is a certain behavior of mine that I should change because it doesn't please my wife. In the same way from, from me to her. So like Victor said, I think there are certain phases of life where priorities change a little bit. So like you're starting a new job. You got to invest a lot of time. And when you have a wife that's understanding, she'll put it into perspective and be like, okay, this is temporary. This is not the way that he's going to carry out his life. This is kind of like a three-month plan, a six-month plan. And that's when the communication comes in. It's like, all right, babe, look, we started this business. I have a goal to get to here in the next three months. So sorry if we can't spend that much time together. Let's save some money going out. So it's all a matter of communicating. So when you're on the same page, it, it, everything, everything works flows. And something that I actually wanted to bring um, this is something that Pastor always says whenever he's doing uh, a ceremony. He's like, you don't get married so that you can get happy. You get married to make the other person happy. Yeah. Exactly. Also, just some context real quick. I'm wearing a suit because I had a closing today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that's like something that was ringing in my head is I'm not going to get married so that I make myself happy. Like right. when I get married to Hakel, like I have to make her happy. You know what? What you said too, it's by our actions. Like all of this stuff, the – Maybe like the feelings, the the passion. Um, as as we get older too, a lot of people say like the physical attraction too. Like it it could die out later in the future. But what's gonna hold that together is the love and the action that you guys put in together. Yeah, but I I, I want to challenge that. I think the physical attraction only dies out because people are careless with their physicality. Okay, because we see people that are thirty five year old. They've been married for 10 years, and they look like they're 100 years old. They're, like, completely out of shape, right? The the wife doesn't take care of herself. And then, to me, it's always the husband's fault. 
because you look at the husband, every husband, will, oh, I want my, my wife to take care of her appearance. But then you look at the guy. And the he guy doesn't do it. He looks like a melted ice cream, you know? So. But I think it goes beyond the actual physical attraction in itself. I think. But the, the way physical the, attraction the, is very important. It is very important. And if, very if anybody important. downplays the fact that, like, you shouldn't think about being physically attracted to a potential wife, you're wrong. You're already there trying needs, to justify you being. Yeah. Ugly. There needs to be physical. That's the only reason why you started talking to her in the first place, exactly. man. Let's be real. <laughs> very yeah. likely. Like, I but, wouldn't even have been, t- I wouldn't even be dating if I didn't think my girlfriend was hot. Yeah, right. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and, and that's the truth. Real but, talk. Real, real talk. Absolutely. But I think. What what Gabe's talking about is not only the, the the physical attraction in itself, but I think, and I think it's probably a, con- a misconception that everybody has is that once you get married, you're gonna get lucky every night, and that physical. Yeah, attraction, how is that, by the way? Please, well, and that's the reality of it. Because if you think about it, like, please give me some good news. Vic, let's, put, let, <laughs> let's put it in perspective. It's like being dude, ma- you guys haven't said anything positive about being married. <laughs> Come on, man. There's there's tons of positives, but. If you be, if we're being real, if you research it, look deep. I'm kidding. When, you, <laughs> hey, the truth of the matter is that you go through circumstances, and sometimes, sex is not kind of high in that priority list. You you may go and maybe which for is you. All, no, I'm saying mm. as time progresses. Right, so so let me let me let me can, let me stop you. Give me, you give right me quantifiable <laughs> expectations. Here, here's here, the please. thing, man. Here's the thing. You gotta understand. Life is busy okay life is busy too okay um right now i have two businesses a podcast about 11 people in my team a wife and you pretty much live here right, that i have to take care of you <laughs> my name too. is on the deed right <laughs> <laughs> so um there's priority start becoming priorities right obviously sex is a huge priority for me <laughs> no, 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 as, as it should be it, 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 it is be, yeah. Like but top two. But thinking that <laughs> in the beginning, yes, dude, you're gonna do it twice a day, seven times a, a week. You know what I mean? Like, you how long is the beginning for? Oh, uh, bro, I mean, it depends on the person. For me, the beginning was a long time. Okay, uh, <laughs> but babe, I hope our beginning is forever. But here's the thing, man. I got married right in the pandemic, bro. I was like a rabbit. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> just at home. Oh, man, I was just at home man. all day. Oh, um, man. <laughs> Like, I wasn't working. The bank was closed. I was like, all right. <laughs> hey, but, but, let, but let me say this, though. There was this one time. There's this pastor who's known in Brazil. She's a, she's a singer. And I go into my mom's room, and she's listening to this kind of, like, women's conference thing. And she's taking questions live from the audience. And then she says, someone asks her, like, what should I do when me and my husband, like, are in bad terms or something like that? And her response was, have sex. And people were shocked. Woman, listen to this man. <laughs> no, for real. Luto is very wise. <laughs> no, but let me, let me get to the conclusion continue. that she came through. Please and continue. That, so she was like, if you're in bad terms, right? And I will test this because this has happened. You have an issue and you don't resolve that issue. And you go with like, kind of like the, the, the silent treatment, you know? Yeah. Like for days without really talking to each other. And if you're in those terms, you're not having sex. So if you are having sex, that means you're probably in good terms. And there were times, it may be personal, but it has happened, that we had issues. And after we 
consummated the marriage. Again. We we did the deed. <laughs> Our headspace was in a completely different place, and I was more open to what she had to say. She was wow. more open to what I had to say, had and we actually you, had the clarity. Dude, yeah. no, but I'm telling you, it, there's, there's, there's like a, a every man after. <laughs> I forgive you, babe. Bro, it's it's the truth, man. So uh, there are times that we need to watch out that sex shouldn't be like a chore, but it should be very much a part of your marriage. That if you're neglecting that part, then there are other areas of your marriage that are suffering. And because I'll, I'll the go ahead and say that if if marriage becomes a chore. If sex becomes a chore in your marriage, your, your marriage is already failing. Oh, there, you got tons of issues. So yeah. there's a fine line between like, yeah, after a while, marriage isn't so focused on sex, but sex is still very much important and it should be part of your life on a regular basis. Now, what's a regular basis? It will depend on each person. And obviously you thinking as burning a 23-year-old burning with desire and testosterone, you're thinking, <laughs> yeah, I want to do it all the time. But you will go through phases where you're like, I'm exhausted. I don't see myself going through that phase. Good. Exactly. But you don't see it because you're 23. No one sees themselves because everybody has that mindset. They're like, when I get married, it's going to be great. It's game time. It's game time. (laughs) You know 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 what's funny, dude? We think we're married to a doll. You know, like that doesn't, hey, hey, every time I want it, she's going to be ready. Dude, (laughs) (laughs) at least I thought it was like, She's mine now. Like, right. I'm never again have to oh, do anything else. That sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, hey, there are, cert- like there are certain <laughs> things that, you know, when you hear, like, respect your elders, because there are certain things that you only learn with time. There's, yeah. I can't tell you, yeah. Victor can't tell you until you go through that experience and see, like, okay, now put it into perspective. I see what they're talking about. And I saw it, like, so much of it now that I have Melissa. When my dad, we saw, I say, like, oh, you'll understand when you're a father. You probably heard this before multiple times. Right, right. That and it's nothing further from the truth. That I I find myself in situations now that now that I'm a father, put it into perspective. Now I understand, and all these like expectations. Of course, we're always gonna joke about it. That like, no, I'm gonna be different. My marriage will be different. I'm gonna do it every day. No, but I actually will be different. No. Good man. Yeah, I no, yeah, no, 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 no. clip that right now, and yeah. in a couple of years we'll yeah. look back on it. No, but well, here's the thing. Let me tell I you. Let me tell you man. some. There's some st- stigma around. You know, after you get married, certain things happen. For example, when I started to get prepared to get married, everybody said I was going to get fat. Ah, oh, you're going to get fat. You're going to get fat now. You know why you get fat? Because you get comfortable. And then you start getting fat. Your wife starts getting fat too. And then all of a sudden, yeah, sex, uh, marriage sucks because you don't have sex. We have sex once a month on holidays and birthdays. It's like yes. everything contributes to it, man. I think nice. for us men, it starts with us, right? We got to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of ourselves. And women are motivated by different things. They're not so as much attracted to uh, to the physical sense as much as we are For sure. But as men. But it plays a huge part because I think it's about the discipline aspect of it, right? But first, also, very important mentioning here, as men, when we get married, we take a huge responsibility, which is becoming the sacerdote, right? Like, how do you say that? The head of the household. household, Yeah, Yeah, the head of the household spiritually, too. Oh, yeah. Not just financially, right? Not just um, in terms of emotions, but really being the guy that's bringing God into the relationship, bringing God into your house, making sure that you're reading the Bible, that when you you have problems in your marriage, you, you go seek answers there, and you go pray about it, and you encourage your wife to do the same. Because Mariana kind of, like, it's it's weird because, like, she looks up to me 
to this thing. So if she doesn't see me doing it, she's yep. not going to do it. Right? And if we don't be careful because we become one, if you go down in a downward spiral of doing something bad, she's going to end up doing the same thing. So it's like a reflection. It's sort of like an index account, you know, like it mirrors the, the stock market. We're always going to bring numbers into but, this. But I think more I, into that. I think that's, that's important. BYOB.com. That's important though. That's something that I'll, I had in my head to say too, is like we, as, as men going into marriage, like, you know, being the, the head of the household, setting an example. And that's something that I'm going into as well. Yeah. And I yeah. think it's important to have also your significant other, your wife, understand that. Like, yep. Akel and I were in complete understanding of that, you know. And by being head of household, that doesn't mean, oh, the, the man can do whatever. Like, you can disrespect your wife. You can, no, 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 no. Like, that verse, like we mentioned, like, love your wife as mm -hmm. Christ loves the church. Dude, that's heavy. It that is, is heavy. You know, so that's something that I'm taking in and I want to be an example. And as you said, like if if I'm setting the example in my marriage, right, if I'm the person that's that's pushing us towards our goals to become yes. better then the wife and the kids, they'll follow suit. Mm -hmm. They'll respect you. Yeah, they'll respect you. They'll they'll they want to support you. And because that's something very important. Absolutely. And, you know, we could go for hours talking about marriage, but I think we should close with with this. Right. For those that are not married, they're looking to be married. That married, um, stop trying to find excuses and trying to find the perfect moment to propose. Uh, take a leap of faith because you're never gonna feel ready. For those that are married, okay, and you maybe you, you know, saw it resonated with something that we said here, and it was like, hey, let me try this out, right? Right. And for women, if you're mad with your husband. <laughs> Follow Nilto's advice. <laughs> okay, I think that's very important. I like that advice. Okay, every single time that I've I have a problem, uh, I fight with my your sister. Now I'm just gonna hey, go listen to Nilto's advice, <laughs> and then we'll talk. Hey, well, not my advice. I just kind of pass it on here, put it into the conversation. That advice came from a woman. Actually. And it came, came from, from a woman. A woman. <laughs> it absolutely did. Yeah. So a, a wise woman. Wise like woman. That. What's wise her name? Woman. Ana Paula Valadão. Ana Paula, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest Choice Podcast, man. I'm very happy with you. We'll make sure that one day you're a part of this. All right. Thank you, folks. Until next episode. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Thank you.